you will this morning, turn with me to Psalm 61. Our text will be found in Psalm 61, verse 2. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Let us pray. O Lord, how great Thou art, how merciful Thou art. O Lord, as we gather today on this Thy day, the day that Thou has made, pray, Lord, for Thy joy, joy to rejoice in what Thou has given us, the freedoms that we do have. As we celebrate freedom this day, Lord, may Thy people, may Thy people have a willingness to cry out to Thee with great joy, and praise for the freedom that we have in thy son. Oh Lord, I pray that you would impress upon us in this hour and the hour to come and this day our freedom in Christ that no man can take from us. The freedom that we have to live, the freedom that we have to move about is all in thy son. Oh Lord, we thank thee this day for that freedom. We thank you for the freedom that we can come today and worship thee. We thank you, Lord, for the freedom to go and make a living for our families that you have provided. We thank thee, Lord, for all of these freedoms that thou hast given us. We thank you, Lord, for the price that has been paid for it. We pray, Lord, that thou would continue those freedoms as only thou can. For we are an undeserving people. Lord, thy mercy, we plead for thy mercy, thy mercy to be upon thy church, thy mercy to be with us here this morning. O Lord, gather our thoughts, gather them to thy feet, lay us at thy feet this morning to be instructed. May thy word, may you speak through thy word, may it permeate our souls this morning. May you find in our souls thy presence. And may you enliven us as we dwell together this morning. May thy spirit unite us in thy gospel. And may you give us a thankful heart for it. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The heading of our psalm this morning in Psalm 61 is the prayer of a troubled heart. It was written by David as he was king most likely written as he was fleeing his son Absalom who was coming to take his life as he usurped the authority of his dad David and wanted to be the king uh, David was on the run and as he was on the run he penned this psalm and like I said the psalm is labeled a prayer the prayer of a troubled heart I thought about that this morning and and I I don't think, I don't think it's wrong to say that every heart in here today is a troubled heart. I hope it is. I hope, I hope truly that you have a troubled heart this morning. For David wrote about those who did not have troubled hearts. He said in Psalm 55, 19, because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. There are religious people in this land today that don't have a struggle. There are religious people in this land today that don't 
say or acknowledge sin or acknowledge being troubled in their soul and they sit every week or every day and drink down the hog swill of this land that's a prosperity religion that tells man that they're to live above everything and that they have the ability to do everything and the child of God in our soul that's been proven to be wrong it's been proven that we are dependent dependent upon our Lord to stir us up and to give us joy dependent upon our Lord to to bring forth the fruit of his spirit in our souls of of faith and love and happiness and joy and gentleness and long-suffering and temperance and all of those things that come from our head and and our Lord Jesus Christ and so yet in this life we're troubled If you are not troubled by what you see going on in the world today, there's something wrong with you. You live in your own bubble. You're one of those people that the Lord, I mean, that David wrote about. You don't have changes because God has not put his fear in your heart. It's amazing to me. I went miles away from where I lived this last week. And you know, you can't outrun sin. Sin goes with you everywhere you go because of this fallen nature. And you can try to be happy and you can try to leave things behind and you can try to be joyful and loving and and all of those things and still fall short because you can't leave sin behind. You cannot leave sin. You can't drive it out of your mind. You You can't have the world's allurements not come in to wherever you go You can't have Satan's attacks not come toward you. All of these things are things that's very present in a child of God's life. As we try to get away or we try to do things that would rid us of sin, only the blood of Christ can take away our sin. Only the efficacious power of the blood can show us that those sins are forgiven. Only Christ can answer that plea. So as we said in Psalm 61, it is a prayer of a troubled heart, and it begins this way. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. So David is, as you will see in this psalm, he has a troubled soul, and he's brought to cry out to the Lord. Where else can we go, Peter said? Lord, you have the words of eternal life. Where else do you go? Maybe you were like me and you thought, well, maybe if I go on vacation, things will be better. Maybe you think in your mind, maybe you throw yourself into work and you think things will be better. Your old nature's still with you there at work. Your old nature's with you in the kitchen making dinner. Your old nature is with you when you're behind the wheel of the car driving to and fro. Your old nature is with you when you go shopping. Your old nature is with you when you're doing anything that you deem to be joyful or pleasing to your body or your flesh. The old nature is present. For David, that was certainly the case in this time in his life. He said, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer, and then our text comes. He says, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. 
As I said, David was driven from his kingdom and he was driven far away and he went to where he called the end of the the country, so to speak. He went into where the Philistines were. He had to get away from Absalom. And as he fleed away, he said, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. And this is very instructive for the child of God. Because in the providences of our Lord, in his care for our soul, he drives us out of those places that we have comfort in. He drives us away from those things that we rely on. He drives us away from those things, whether it's our health, whether it's our finances and wealth, whether it's temporal blessings, whatever we have in this life. One thing's for sure, whatever is made by man will break. I don't care if it's a car. I don't care what it is that you buy. Those things, we know what they are. Things that cause us comfort, things we rely on. And then when they go out or something goes wrong, we're affected by that. Our mood is altered by it. Because we, at that moment, believe we're dependent upon those things. David now has been driven from his kingdom. He's been driven from his home. He's been driven from the house of God where he worshiped. He's went away from peace. He's went away from safety. And it shows us that when he cries out to God, he knows something that the Lord has proven to him. David learned this early in his life as he was a warring king and he went to all of these neighboring countries and he conquered them. God is omnipresent. Lo, wherever we go, he is with us. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. David now has been driven out of his home And he calls it the end of the earth. He's come to the place now where he's sitting. He says, Lord, I've been driven out of everything that's comfortable to me. But he cries out to his Lord. He cries out to the rock that he knows is the stability in his life. Because everything now has been uprooted in his life. But there's something in him. There's a presence in him. It's Christ in him, the hope of glory. It's the faith of the Son of God. It's the love of the Son of God. And David says, Lord, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. Where else can I go? And then this phrase comes, he says, when my heart is overwhelmed. Now think about that terminology that he uses, overwhelmed. When my inner being is overwhelmed. Now think about all the times that we say we're overwhelmed. I feel that way at work sometimes. I'm trying to get things done and more comes and more comes. I feel overwhelmed. I've heard my wife say that in in trying to do things like before we go on a trip and packing and getting everything done around the house. I feel overwhelmed. I've heard my children say that as I've instructed them in school and they've gotten homework in every class and they're like, I'm overwhelmed. All of us know what that term means, overwhelmed. David has been driven out of his comfort place 
And he's to a place that he's brought to by his sovereign Lord. He's brought there in the kind providence of his Lord to bring him to the end of himself and the things that he relies on to bring him to cry out to the Lord. I'm overwhelmed. As Zechariah said, Lord, undertake for me. David has said, now my, when my heart is overwhelmed, he's feeling overwhelmed. Hold your finger there, because I'm going to tell you what he's overwhelmed with, and just turn back a couple of Psalms to Psalm 38. And I want you to read with me, I'll just start in verse 3. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. What? is the Lord angry with today? He is always angry with the wicked. And He's always angry with sin. And David said, Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. See, what happens is, when David is driven out of his comfort place, and when providence has taken him somewhere that he's not familiar with, and has set him in that place, and it set him in a place where it's just him and his God, the Holy Spirit comes to David and he reveals something to David. You're a sinner. Your sins have brought you here. Our sin is what takes us from the presence of God. Our sin is what drives us to these, and what, not even sins we're aware of. Not even sins that we think are sins at the time. Because we're too bold and too proud in what we're doing. But as David is brought to this place now, this isn't about losing his kingdom. This is about his soul. And his soul is very troubled. And as his soul is brought to angst and trouble, he cries out to his Lord, I'm overwhelmed. And as I, that's why I brought you here to Psalm 38. We've been here before. What are you overwhelmed with, David? There's no rest in my bones because of my sin, for mine iniquities are gone over my head. That is an awareness of sin. It's not, oh, I did something wrong. I wonder what it was. Well, anyway, I'll just pray that God forgives me of my sin. I say that every time. I have, I have this little prayer. You know, I, I, I do that beginning of the day and the end of the night says the Christian, the professing Christian, oh Lord, forgive me of my sins. That's mouth service. That's not a heart, that is not supplication. That's not the faith, the prayer of faith. That's just what you've learned in Sunday school. That's just what you've learned in church. But what have you learned in the soul? What have you learned in the experience of, of Christ's playground of your life that he has brought you along in your life what have you learned what have you learned at the feet of Christ where there's one thing needful mine iniquities are gone over my head they're more than what I can sit here and number Lord my son is after me to take my life off the face of this earth is David pointing the finger to Absalom 
and his sin. No. Because the Holy Spirit brings conviction to the child of God and explains to us why we are in the situations that we're in. Against thee and thee only, Lord, have I sinned. I've done this. I've brought this. The sins of my fatherhood to this son has produced this. The sins of me as king has produced this. That's what the Holy Spirit... You are the man. You are the sinner against me. My iniquities are gone over my head and a heavy burden they are too heavy for me. Have you been brought there where the weight of your sin is too heavy for you? That's where David is. Lord, I'm overwhelmed. I explain to you overwhelmed of situations in this life that overwhelms us. You might get overwhelmed by watching 10 minutes of the news. You might get overwhelmed by reading just headlines. I understand all of that. That's not what David's talking about this morning. David's soul is crying out to the Lord that's consumed with his iniquities. And the reason he's at where he's at. Isn't it true though, every time we're brought to situations like this in our life, we're ready to point the finger at whose fault it is that we're here. Maybe it's the supermarket. Maybe it's the president. Maybe it's our boss. Maybe it's... No. Sin lies at the door. Judgment begins at the house of God. The Holy Spirit comes to the child of God and awakens him to sin. Remember what we read at the beginning. David said, because they have no changes, they don't fear God. God has put His fear in our hearts. That is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge of what sin is and who we've sinned against. The knowledge of our Lord and the holiness of Him. And He brings the spirituality of His law to tell us, you just coveted. You just desired this. You're not thankful with what God has given you. You have transgressed in this way. David said in verse 5, My wounds stink and they're corrupt because of my foolishness. Mine. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. Have you ever been brought here? This is a sinner's cry. A sinner's plea. For my loins are filled with a loathsome disease. Do you look at sin that way? That it's a loathsome disease. There's no soundness in my flesh. I'm feeble and sore broken. I've roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before thee. And my groaning is not hid from thee. That's an exercise in the soul. I tell you, when, when the Lord revealed to me this week that I couldn't outrun sin, it made me mourn. It didn't make me try to escape it even more. It made me mourn. Lord, this tabernacle that I'm in, these hands that I'm in, these thoughts that I have, why is it I have no patience? Why is it I don't have joy? Why is it I don't have these things? 
I don't want y'all to think I had a miserable experience. I didn't. This is going into soul. Yeah, our text says, when my heart is overwhelmed. David can speak from that experience because his heart's been overwhelmed and that heart being overwhelmed is knowing sin is present. Sometimes we are overwhelmed by God's providences. But He's never made a trial or never made a tribulation or anything that we can't escape. I love that passage because it speaks of my Lord. He's my escape. It's the only place I can escape. And when He brings me to say, I'm nothing but sin, and sin is in this, where else can I go? Where else? What is the purpose of this, Lord? Well, it's to show me and the child of God that we have a Savior from that. A faithful one. Who applies his blood, washes the pollution off the child of God, renews the mind, brings us back into the way. And then, after saying, When my heart is overwhelmed, he's brought to the end of himself, he's brought to cry out because of sin. And then, what is the answer? The answer is not, Lord, this is what I'll do. I'll make a sacrifice for you. Sacrifice and offering thou wouldst have none. Lead me, Lord. Lead me. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Do you see... What this produces? Humility. That's why Jesus said, suffer that little child to come to me. And he he sat him right in there. Unless you become as this child. (laughs) Disciples are like, we're way more advanced than that child. Are you though? Is, Is that what the Lord was saying? You need to be dependent like this child. Dependent upon me, the life giver. The life Savor. Lead me, Lord, to the rock. The last time I was up here, we talked about Moses being put in the cleft, being put in Christ. That's the rock. Lord, put me in the cleft of the rock. Hide me in Christ. Set me upon that high place. He must increase. I must decrease. Turn with me to the last place we'll go over to Matthew 11. Very familiar end of this chapter. The time that... We'll just start in 25. At that time Jesus answered and said, Lord, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. Notice who they've been revealed to. Babes. Dependent children. Dependent upon their father. Dependent upon their Lord. 
You have revealed them, Father. You have revealed these things to them. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. He's placed everything in my hands. Everything consists in me. And no man knows the Son but the Father. Neither knows any man the Father save the Son. We're one. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. That's how we know the Father, through the Son. That's how we know the Son, when he reveals himself. And then, after that union, after the Lord says that about his church, the dependency upon his people of him. To be brought as little children, he says these words, Come unto me. Do you hear the love in those words? Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. What did we say this was? A troubled soul this morning? We're all troubled, aren't we? Are you burdened? Are you heavy laden? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's not a special potion or words to say. I will give you rest. There's nothing for you to go out and do. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. That's the way. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That is His way. Take that upon you as a receiving vessel and learn of me. That's where we learn of Christ, in His way, in His truth, in His life. For I am meek and lowly. If the head is meek and lowly, don't you believe the body should be meek and lowly? Well, it will be. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. That's where our rest is. The rock that's higher than us. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The way of Christ is easy for the child of God. What do you mean by easy? This is a hard life. But the way that Christ brings us, is it's all His power. It's all His glory. There's no have to, must to do this. Christ has done it all. Will you do those things? Will you love Him? Absolutely. Why? Because His yoke is easy. He will fill you with the love to love Him, the faith to believe in Him, the hope to hope in Him, the trust to follow Him, the ability to walk after Him, the, 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 void, the hearing ability to hear His voice. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Back to our text. Lead me. Lead me. We know the psalmist likes to use those words. We love them in Psalm 23 where he says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. We're not going by those still waters. 
We're too turbulent. We're too, we're too, we're cumbered. We're like Martha. We're cumbered with so much in this life. He maketh me to lie down. He leads me beside still waters. Then the next verse says, he restores my soul. He does. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For, for what? For his name's sake. For his glory. For his honor. For his praise. We owe it all to him. That's what he shows the child of God. Yeah, we're dependent. And we're, we love that we're dependent. We're not kicking against the pricks. We love that. We love that, Lord, that everything comes from you. Is that true in your soul today? Or do you find every day you get up, there's something you have to do? Lord, to be a better Christian today, I need to obey more. I need to do this more. I need to be nicer to people. I need to do this. And Listen, all those things are, are wonderful in their rightful place. Where's the rightful place? Christ. He's the ability. He's the power. He's the sender. He sends his gospel out. He sends his people out. He sends them. He maketh me. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He goes before us. As that great shepherd in John 10, 4. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Let him that have ears to hear, let him hear. How can we hear? They know his voice. He gives us ears to hear his voice. We can hear many voices in this country. We hear many voices. We hear the wicked one's voice. Can you discern the two? Sometimes it's hard. It? Boy, I tell you, if all the passages in the Bible, if they all spoke of, this, of the wicked one coming as a roaring lion, we would have a lot more peace. Well, that's easy. I can see a roaring lion coming. But that angel of light, that's the one that worries me. I am easily duped. I have to be kept. The Lord has to reveal himself to me at all times. At all times. Lead me, Lord, to the rock. To the rock. David said in Psalm 18, to the Lord is my rock and my fortress. I want you to listen to how many things he calls the Lord in this, in this one verse. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. That's a mouthful. That, I, I wonder, sometimes that's a week's worth for us. Oh, I thought about the Lord. He was my strength that day. He was my high tower that day. He was my buckler that day. Oh, Lord, be this to us every moment. Bring us, bring our minds and our hearts to sing of this Adoration for Thee. That's what I hear in that. Love for the Lord. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. He's my strength. That's that rock that's higher than I. 
in my Bible is just a little over in the next margin is Psalm 62. And in Psalm 62, it starts this way. Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He must bring my salvation to me. He must quicken it to me. From him it comes. He only is my rock. I often wonder that because I speak a lot about the rock and I speak a lot about the stone and I speak a lot about the rock being Christ. And sometimes when I leave here, I think, I wonder what else we put in the place of the rock in our lives. What is our rock that week? What, what is it that day? This is so much. This, I've poured myself into this today. That, that when David says, he only is my rock, he has a singleness of eye to his Lord. A singleness to the salvation of his soul, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. And that is not a misprint. He said, I shall not be greatly moved. Meaning we are moved in this life by things. But we can't be moved off the rock if the rock is, is keeping us. That rock is our strength and that strong tower. That's why David goes to it. Listen, when I'm in this life, when, David, hey, when, I'm, when I'm warring, when I've got my mind on things around me, my mind drifts off that rock. I'm moved with other feelings. I'm moved with these things. Lord, bring me where I'm not greatly moved. Well, that's the keeping, the preservation of the saints. We will never be greatly moved off the rock. Never. Because He's higher than us. Lead us to that place, Lord, where we can be higher. And don't miss that. The Lord is higher. He's not a co-pilot. He's not somebody that I walk hand in hand with on this life. And he says, oh, Sean, you have your time now. Then I'll have mine later. If you just choose me, I'll be your God. If you just choose me over the, the little devil on your shoulder over there, and, and I'm over here on this shoulder, if you just choose the way you'll go, if you choose me today, I'll be your Lord. No. Leave that to the unenlightened. Leave that to the damned. The Lord is, his, is the shepherd of His people. He is the life of His people. He is the power of His people. He is the strength of His people. He is that high tower. He is that buckler. Yes, the rock that is higher than I. John said it this way in John 3, 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's spiritually, dear ones. He must be lifted up in our soul. He must be. That's the only way we can walk in Him. He must increase. We must decrease. John twelve thirty two says, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, here's the power. I will draw all men unto me. That's our assurance that it's Christ who will draw us to Him. Sometimes I think and I wonder if you're listening, you say, God, that guy speaks a lot about what Christ will do. I wonder if He will. I'm convinced He will. I'm speaking from an assurance 
point of view. God has assured me he will do all of these things for his church, for me and his church. I'm assured of that. I know it is true because the Lord has written it upon my heart. It's not a potential. It's life. It's reality. Now let's close out today by looking at the rest of the psalm. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me. That's the faithfulness brought to his mind, to his remembrance. Lord, you've been that shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. You've been that safe hiding place. Remember the situation in his life. And remember, as these situations come into our lives, the Lord is faithful to reveal how we got there. How we got there. How far short we fall to his glory. I will abide in thy tabernacle, in thy presence forever, in thy place of worship. Remember, he's driven far from his place of worship now. But Lord, in your presence is worship. I don't need a place. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. That's the assurance of Christ in you. Christ protect. Christ is putting a hedge about Law. For thou, O God, has heard my vows. You've heard the I wills. You've heard the I want tos. You've heard the I needs. You've heard all of those things that I breathe out of my soul. You've heard them. Thou hast given me the heritage, the salvation, the heavenly glory of those that fear thy name. You've given that to me. You've put your fear in my heart. You've answered my vows with your presence, your glory, your salvation, the inheritance of the saints. Thou will prolong the king's life. Life is in his hands. Listen, listen to the assurance that David's given as his son is going to try to kill him. Thou will prolong the king's life. And his years as many generations. Truly these last four verses, if not all of them, are messianic. And speaking of Christ also. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth. Listen to what the, the child of God cries out for. I think about that petition because I make petitions daily to the Lord in prayer. Mercy and truth. How often do we ask for mercy and truth? I admit, I, I ask for a lot of escapes. Lord, get me out of this. Get me out of this mindset. Get me out of these thoughts that I'm having. Get me out of this situation that I'm in. Oh, Lord. But what, what, what's the rest of that? Have mercy upon me. We cry out for mercy and truth. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. And as you do, 
so will I sing praise unto thy name forever. And don't miss that either. This is the terminology of a child of God. The child of God doesn't walk around telling everybody what he can do, what he will do, what he has to do. The child of God, their conversation and the words out of their mouth is wanting all glory to go to the Lord. I'll sing the praise unto thy name forever. Your praise, Lord. You've done this. You've made me willing in the day of your power. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever. That I may daily perform my vows. Do we have them? Do we have those vows we make every day? Yeah. I desire to be a good employee. I desire to be a good husband. I desire to be a good father. I desire to be a good citizen. I desire those things. But without Him and His work in my soul, I can be none of those. None of them. Lord, teach me to sing Your praises. Our text one more time. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Dear Heavenly Father, have thy power and thy clarity for thy name's sake, and may thy name be glorified. May you receive all glory and praise, Lord, for thou, this is what thou hast done, great things, and thou art worthy of all praise. For this I ask in Jesus' name.